Soccer Talk Podcast. It's uh, episode number 116. It's two guys, two mics, two pints. And we're, we're just right on the cusp of the World Cup 2022 uh, quarterfinals, man. Um, today was the first day in in over two weeks without any World Cup football on. Um, you uh, going through withdrawals or anything yet? Um, you know... I think it's actually a nice little break. As much as as used to, as much as we've become accustomed to, I should say, watching a game every morning, it, it did feel a little good to not have that, you know, constant worry of like, oh, I'm, I'm missing kickoff or, you know, especially at the time that the games come out for us. But, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to the next matchups, enjoying this brief little hiatus, if you will. But, man... A lot is a lot is being said by the media, like preceding these games, like stirring the pot in different camps. Like I feel like they're doing that a lot with England, France, and Argentina is always going to have their massive backdrop and of people hyping their media. But you know, there's a lot of excitement around these next rounds, and I, I can't wait to watch them. Yeah, um, I was reading some some accounts today um, on Twitter that were talking about how like the 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 environment surrounding the the World Cup like in the city in Doha yeah it's kind of died down a bit because a lot of the fans have gone home yeah and yeah. only eight teams remain so so it's and not everybody has the money to afford those ladder games by yeah, the way yeah to stick around so it just yeah it does dissipate yeah, over time I'm, I'm sure people just plan on the teams like uh, on their teams going to a certain places like that uh the Poland um who is it? Poland, Poland, France. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of Mexican fans in the stands. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a ton of green they still shirts. Had their state, their state booked basically. Yeah, exactly. They, you know, maybe it was hopeful planning or I don't know, but yeah, but yeah, they there was a, a lot of green shirts in the stands. So, and I don't know if that game would have you know turned out any different than it actually did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm so jealous of anybody that was able or is able to get. You know, or has the resources to go day one to the final. Oh, man, I know. as far as proximity, this is one of the best World Cups in terms of, like, if I got... I could catch two it's games. It's very centralized. Yeah, so you can you can achieve, like, a two-a-days, you know? Uh, so that's insane. Like, wh- whoever got that opportunity and is that privileged, like, I'm so jealous, you know what I mean? But, yeah, man, it's... Uh, I-, I could see that happening, you know? Yeah, uh, there was a guy talking about how, like... Um, you were able to get tickets like for I don't know three four games all within about thirteen fourteen hundred dollars. That's yeah. a lot of money. Like that's 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 rent. But yeah 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 for sure. But you know in relation to like ticket costs, like if you think about going to a I don't know NFL game or something yeah, like yeah. of that kind of magnitude, like over here that's just not feasible. <laughs> yeah yeah it's so a lot. Like all in all, it sounds like it's pretty. Uh, and then that thirteen fourteen hundred is also including like your stay like hotel and food and all that so i mean it sounds pretty reasonable it's a lot but still in, in uh, relativity yeah but yeah it's um it's funny you mentioned that too though by the way about like the stay and the eating and everything mm-hmm. there's this one uh, interview i saw of this japanese fan who's like yeah i'm gonna be here to the final uh, but every night he he sleeps on the street like he doesn't have a hotel huh. And, and, you know, this dude looks, like, bone dry. Like, he looks like he's estato, like, malnutrido, like we're saying <laughs> in, in Spanish. Hasn't had a meal, you know. But 
uh, dude, that, that, I, just seeing that perspective, I was like, would I be willing to put myself under that kind Fuck of no. <laughs> <laughs> under that kind of uh, hardship just to catch you know fucking the Morocco against? Yeah, and that's a crazy one, by the way. Morocco, oh man, uh, they're they're everyone's little darlings right now, and yeah. uh, it kind of annoys me if I'm honest. But uh, we'll we'll go on and talk about some of the other teams that made it. But man, it's been some good football so far. We'll say, yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, what's what's the biggest like, subplot happening? Was it? Hmm. I'm just trying to think real quick. Yeah, you're trying to think what was the main headline. Yeah. Well, I guess for us, it was the uh, the USA game. Oh yeah, locally. Do you want to talk about that yet, or or should we go? Should we review the games that before the? The round of 16 because there was a few that is true yeah we could do that first if you want all right let's do that and then we'll we'll catch up oh catch up ah uh, transfer market ah <laughs> uh, <laughs> that dude ah uh, shit so yeah last week we caught up was on the 30th when, when uh, they had, there was those games. And then um, on the December 1st, um, Canada versus Morocco. Morocco beats Canada 2-1. to one. So that means uh, Canada took three L's. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy, you know. I, I wouldn't have expected that personally. We've already clowned them, but, you know. No draws, no wins, one goal. Because one of their one of their goals, well, the goal with Morocco was an own goal at that. That's true. Yeah. Um, pretty disappointing for all the all the chit chat surrounding them. Yeah, very disappointing. And, and their own chit chat. Yeah, they they um they really pounded their chest during all of qualifying. Uh, made little jabs that you don't really make unless you can really say it, you know, because they have no history to back it up. And as of now, as far as I'm concerned, the only history they have is is pathetic, you know, if I'm honest, because even Costa Rica was able to get a positive result or at least get goals on the board, you know what I mean? And that's them playing guys that are ready to retire, you know, Joel Campbell and Brian Ruiz and, and so on, Matarita, you know, all these guys. I'm sorry, Canada, like, and like, let's not forget to the manager too. He said, "Well, we just got to go into the next game and f Croatia." <laughs> yeah, fuck you did. <laughs> Fucking hell. But, yeah, we'll uh, never let them live that one down. Uh, yeah. Um, this was for me the most gratifying elimination in the tournament for me um, so far, at least. And that's the evil side of me. But yeah, man, I, I feel well warranted. Yeah, yeah. They they were. I mean, this is three weeks in a row that I'm saying it, but they were chirping so loud. So, yeah, you know, fuck them. And, uh, I mean, we'll see if their little golden generation actually does something next time. I'm not inclined to think so, but... Hey. Yeah, there's a, if there's a silver lining they can take is uh, Eustachio was probably their best player, and he looks really good as far as, like, CONCACAF level, uh, currently playing at Porto, I believe. Um, yeah, he's doing well for Porto, so... Yeah, yeah, very good player. Yeah, I guess there was nothing that we didn't know there. Um, and then, I guess, Davies really uh kind of cemented himself as a as a world class left back. Yeah, That's yeah. About it. He's their yeah, their brightest star. 
Um, but yeah. Um, and then uh, following that, uh, Croatia versus Belgium. That ended up in uh, the nil nil. Um, I think uh, I think there's a record out there that this one, this World Cup by far has like the most nil nil yeah. results um, in the group stage. Anyway, well, it's yeah, you can only have that. So that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know what you can attribute that to, but it's very difficult to say. But I mean, I think it's the way teams set out as well. Sometimes uh, there's been teams in this tournament that have really gone after the, the, the negative result. And by that, I mean just not allowing any goals. And that's their motive. I mean, I think about the way Poland played against Mexico and the way that Mexico maybe lined up against Argentina. Like, there's those instances where teams square that way off, you know? And when it's two teams that do it, which I, I thought in this case it was, even though De Bruyne created a plethora of challenges, I mean challenges, chances that that proved to be too challenging for one Romelu Lukaku what a shit tournament for him. I well, what say. a shit tournament for that, that whole team. For that team in yeah, general. Yes. Uh, you know, someone on Reddit said, uh, you know, uh, Dark Horses 2014 through 2022. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, that's all they've been known as. I, I mean, they've been favored in, in some tournaments between yeah. then, but I, I can't really say that they've lived up to their potential. Yeah, they 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 were very underwhelming. In fact, probably one of the most underwhelming teams in the tournament. And Hazard today, I think, retired from I, the international duty. Yeah, he did. I, I did see that. I saw a post of De Bruyne like uh, congratulating him and you know just wishing him well. And I'm just like, what? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's a. It just seems premature, but hey, I mean, his level has been pretty. His low. levels dropped, and you know, physically, he's he's barely even able to. You know, to play sustain this like a long sprint, dude. Like, club, I so for him to it. to add more games to his legs, right now, I, I don't know. And maybe maybe that's because he didn't take care of himself. But that whole team. Could you see him in MLS? Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not so far fetched these days. Yeah. No, no. I mean, you wouldn't think so. He's only thirty one, so you know it would seem soon. But I mean, given how how he's played and how he's looked, you know that that wouldn't be out of the question. Uh, but. Um, I mean, that whole team. If you're going to tell me there's guys like Vertonghen, uh, out of our world, um, I guess even Witzel to an extent, and and Hazard, and that that, that group of, the, that core that they had, and if you're telling me that Hazard's the first one to retire out of there, like, five years ago, like, goddamn, you're crazy. Yeah, but here yeah. we are. It's a, um, yeah, very, I would say, unfortunate way to end uh, an international career. And there's also that story that that um, I think there was like five different players that, that requested to travel separately. Like they didn't leave on the same. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, infighting there. And it's weird because I, you just wouldn't expect that from uh, such a talented team and a team that, you know, has, a, you know, a, a decent manager as far as man managing as well. I, I felt he's always been good at that. It's like they all got sick of each other, and they also, I feel like they lacked leadership. I, I don't know if somebody like Vincent Company would have allowed it to become this fragmented, uh, but yeah, man. I mean, he was also part of that core. I mean, he's been gone a couple of years now, but he's yeah. also part of the underachieving, you know. Was well, he there in the Euro in twenty in 2000? I was going to say, yeah, and I was going to say last last tournament, Belgium were actually good. They, they, uh, they didn't obviously get to a, you know, a semi-final or, or the final but they were very close you know 
Um, this this by far is a very disappointing uh, end result. Uh, but when when company was there for the last hurrah, he did all right. But you know that's that's an area that Belgium looked very poor in. By the way, defense is just old. You know, and yeah. and when De Bruyne said that, it it, sh- it sent shockwaves to the whole team. I feel. Yeah, it was a little too candid. If yeah, it's tough. Me. And then like you're not giving yourself a chance as well with the way he spoke on it. You know, he's like, "Us win the World Cup? Nah, it's we're too old." You know, <laughs> damn, that's yeah, that's fucking you know damning for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think maybe in like ten years or so, we're gonna we're gonna get like little like snippets of of them kind of talking about how there there was like this sort of um you know how how a lot of it's the like English a players yeah. the, the English players from the golden generation in the you know early 2000s or and early to mid 2000s so like Beckham and you know uh, Scholes uh Lampard all those guys yeah yeah how they kind of hated each other cuz they all played for competing clubs and they all like prevented each other from winning things and mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at at the guys that played at Spurs, you have some guys playing at City, you have some guys playing uh, at Chelsea, you know, so there's, you know, there's a lot of probably, a lot of that as well, um, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, enough about Belgium. They they bow out. Pretty, bow, wow, wow. pretty underwhelming uh, showing they had. And, uh, and then, um, was it Group G of, uh, no, it was Group E. Probably the most exciting final day, final match day, like yeah. as far as the groups go. It, it had so many swings throughout the, both matchups. There, there was one instant. There was like a two or three minute period where Spain and Germany were out with Costa Rica and Japan, you know, advancing out of the group. Yeah, it's just like that. That uh, when when Costa Rica was beating uh, Germany two to one, and Japan uh, was beating uh, Spain and. I mean that actually ended up being the result, but the, yeah, there was a point where <laughs> where uh, where Costa Rica were up on on Germany, man, and uh, that that was wild because that was knocking out Spain, and that would have been just a catastrophe as far as Spain goes. Yeah, yeah, they you know it, it was catastrophic even for Germany to go through that. In yeah, the, yeah, yeah. In the in the grand scheme, and and Costa Rica actually played a very good game <laughs> yeah, for, yeah i mean i wouldn't even say very good even because they were opportunistic with the way they scored but yeah, yeah, yeah they they capitalized early and then i feel like germany turned it around in time but it wasn't enough and really the whole difference in the group was the ball licking spain gave costa rica because that was seven nil that's seven plus goals because that's what separated both teams at the end of the day yeah goal differential um but yeah um but japan got two wins off of Spain and Germany this World Cup. Who would have thought? I know. Yeah, it's it's Not crazy. I. It's crazy to think. Not I, son. I think them and Morocco. I mean, they've been the two the, the, big, un, the, the dark horses surprises. that nobody said. You know, really, I yeah. didn't hear one person. I mean, at least not relative to me. I'm sure like native Moroccans and native Japanese people have that kind of uh, you know half class full type of mentality. I didn't see them getting out of the group even damn near. So, kudos to them. And well, Atoll had a Morocco and Cameroon in the final. And he also had a great knee to the Domo. Hey, man. <laughs> Shit, dude. 
Hey, I need him to fight uh, Jake Paul or something. But, uh, yeah, man, get him in the MMA cage, man. That dude. Uh, yeah, he got banned out of Qatar, I believe. They, did he? They sent him home. I just saw a video of him already back in his home nation, and he's just, like, dancing in a white suit. Like, that fool don't give a fuck, man. Uh, you just described Patrice Everett to me. Ah, uh, yeah. he. I uh, love this game! Very much like that, but... Yeah, man. Um, who would have thought Morocco, Japan? Uh, kudos to, yeah. to Japan as well with the result against Spain because, you know, they, they held on. Because uh, I thought Spain was much better in that game. Uh, but it didn't matter in the end, and we'll discuss that a little bit later. But moving on to Friday's games. Yeah, um, that was another interesting match day. Um you know, the first set of games was uh, Korea versus Portugal and then Ghana versus uh, Uruguay. A lot was made of that one because of what happened ten year, uh, 12 years ago, you know, with uh, Luis Suarez, uh, you know, keep, you know, handballing out the the ball from the goal and Ghana subsequently missing. Yeah. They were really hard on him in the presser leading up to the game. They're like, do you want to apologize, you know, to the Ghanaian people for <laughs> for that, you know, gesture? And he's like, no. I'm sorry. To what? Yeah, to what? Like, I I get it. I got sent off. I paid the price for it. Your player yeah. missed a penalty. Yeah, I, like all he <laughs> what he did was deny a clear goal scoring opportunity. Um, but you know, as the rules say, he gets sent off. It's not like he cheated and stayed in the game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not he. It's not like he snuck but away still, from that. But still, it's like it's like cheating on your girl when you're taking a break. You know what I mean? But it's so not cheating. Ah, uh, you know. Like, yeah, sure, you pay the price, you know, once it's discovered. But, <laughs> man, I don't know. Uh, I, I see both sides. But at the end of the day, yeah, like you said, you had the chance to rectify that and get the the clean goal. Ayu, we remember, you missed it. Uh, oh, no, sorry, it was Asamoah Gian. My mistake. A very good player as well. Mm-hmm. But that's football history. Um, and Uruguay get the better of him again. 2-0, two, two goals from Arrascaita. Wow. Yeah. And they were also in a position where they had to win by a certain margin and, and something else had to happen. Yeah. They've been very underwhelming. They had been the last team in the tournament to not score. Um, so, yeah, they, they were, I mean, they hadn't done shit uh, and decided to do something last day, much like, you know, a lot of teams. I know. Yeah, there was a lot in of that going Mexico. on. Mexico. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it's you know. Uruguay's last last game, and then uh, South Korea beat Portugal. Portugal. That one was kind of surprising. And then up to that point, Portugal had been kind of underwhelming, but they've been getting the results. Yeah, yeah. They happened to win and all that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's been a... It, it, it was surprising because the Koreans, uh, they, they did a... Uh, they didn't do too bad. They did give know? them the work, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, Hang Hee Chan, man. Hwang Hee Chan. I'm saying uh, he's... He's the goods, I Wolf think. Legend. Yeah, Wolves legend. Um, but, you know, you forget, you know, obviously you got Sun there and you got a few other players that are playing in Europe, so. It was kind of cool to see what it meant to them. And, uh, oh, for sure, know, yeah. A lot of it was also depending on what happened with Uruguay. So they were they were just watching the game still on the pitch for the last, I think, five or six minutes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sun, you can see him just go down in tears. He's a very emotional guy, isn't he? <laughs> it's in his nature. I feel like uh, I feel like there's a lot of pictures that you can choose of Sun crying. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it, it seems like uh, <laughs> he. Yeah, he wears his heart on his sleeve for yeah, sure. Yeah, he, he seems like he uh, he goes there quite often. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, and uh, yeah. At this point, you're thinking Portugal might slip up in the knockout stages, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, um, uh, uh, we think it Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Ah, uh, yeah. Switzerland was also like one of those teams. It's like, let's not forget though. Uh, another Portuguese-speaking country also took an L, uh, playing Cameroon. Oh man, um, Abu Bakr, have a day. One of my favorite players this whole tournament. Um, I mean, just because he's older, he's played at Porto or in Portugal for ages, and to see him have a really good tournament and score like saucy goals, not just some tap-ins like you know, uh, like Christian Pulisic or something. Uh, <laughs> nah, they're goals. You know what I mean? So uh, credit to him. Uh, gets his second yellow for celebrating for taking oh, his man, shirt yeah, off. He takes his shirt off. So he gets sent off. You know, your boy Lala's didn't like that. I know, I know, but it's it's kind of dumb, you know. What I mean, like, like he, I know, I knew that they re- realistically knew that they couldn't win, you know. So, sure I mean, they, could, they couldn't get out of the group, I should say. So it's like, uh, yeah, I'm sure there was a degree of that, but you also forget the emotional side of it, you know. It's a big goal against one of the favorite teams or yeah. the favorite, and uh, you know that's your last game of the tournament, man. I think, uh, or your last international game, anyway. For, for him, especially. Simon. Nice goal. Not, yeah, nice player, man. Uh, underrated, I'd say. I wish he would have came to the Prem. Um, type of effect he could have had on the league. I, I can liken him possibly to like a Mikel Antonio, uh, just because of the very Techers type of mentality, but a big body, great strike on him, uh, creativity, and, you know, the big P, pace. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, following that game, uh, we did have uh, the Serbians just fall to the Swiss. And there is a lot of political implications between fan bases and players on the pitch. Animosity uh, wouldn't yeah. sum it up, I think. It was beyond that. It looked like it was very personal. But I promise you, as far as this game, all the players you expected to show up showed up for Serbia. Mitrovic and Vlahovic score. Um, and as for Swiss, Switzerland, like Shakiri opens up the score, Bril and Bolo, who's having a great tournament and and is a fun watch, uh, and Froehler. So, you know, overall, I think it was just it was just dope to see that kind of tension. You see, uh, you know, Shakiri celebrate his goal, and he's also from the same Albanian uh, faction that uh, Granite Shaka's from. And they annexed themselves out of Serbia, so there's, you know, there's just a lot of history there and a, a lot, lot of, of hatred. Nastiness from the Balkans. Yeah, so it was it was just so fun to watch, man. Uh, but anyways, yeah, this is like a match I, I definitely won't forget, and and I think the Swiss are are you know deservedly better, I think, and and won. But yeah, man, the Serbians. I mean, the Serbians, they were, I mean, they were classified as a um, uh, dark horses by some. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they weren't terrible, though. I will say, like, they showed glimpses of it. And I think that, you know, looking, like, say, 2026, I, I could see them being a very challenging team for a lot of a lot of teams to cope with. I they mean, conceded eight goals. Yeah, but, you know, like, as far as their defense, I, I think they they definitely could sharpen up. But, you know, that attack in that midfield is very impressive. As far as defenders, you know, 
th- that's what they're lacking in. But I think that's what they can acquire. You know, in a group with Brazil, Switzerland, Cameroon, and Serbia, would it surprise you the most that Brazil was the lowest scoring team in that group? Yeah, yeah. I think you, you mentioned that to me the other day, that's too. Wild and I was to just me. like, uh, unexpected, you know, I would say, uh, which is you know, a testament to how good Brazil's been defensively as well. Uh, because despite not scoring so much, they've actually, I think, performed better than I thought because I wasn't too hopeful in the Thiago Silva, you know, Marquinhos backing. But I think it speaks more to the to the midfield that they have. That too, yeah. You have a, a I mean, you remember guys they, who are serviceable they, there, yeah. They don't have a lot of depth there. I think they picked up a couple of injuries as well in the defense. So, I don't know, I... I I don't think they've been tested all that much, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another thing. But, yeah, it's not a bad group. That, that group was actually, not only was it unpredictable, but it was pretty even at some points, I'd say. Everybody got everybody damn near, you know? Everybody was, was serving it. Um, but, yeah, that was a fun day of football on Friday. Saturday, we get into the first round of knockout games. Um and the first showdown was Netherlands against the U.S. Um, yeah, that game was, uh, for me as a U.S. fan, was very disappointing. Um, I think more more so from a perspective of, you know, lack of, you know, clinicality, if you will. When the moment came, we were just not ready to capitalize, and the service was very... Very disappointing. And lastly, uh, the defense. A lot of blown assignments, a lot of very uh, elementary errors, things that you don't want to do uh, at this level. Like, you know, leave the, the back post completely open twice, um, you know, lose track of, of the man just outside the box. Things that, you know, other teams, I feel that, you know, cover those bases better than, than the U.S. did that night. And credit to Netherlands. I mean, world-class goals, world-class players. From, from front to back. Um, I'm not ready to say Netherlands were immediately the better team, but they capitalized on their opportunities much better than the U.S. And as for the U.S., I think from an effort perspective, they, they did give it their all. But too much innocence in that in that team, man. They, it looks like they're definitely still very green uh, to allow know. those kind of mistakes to happen. I want to... I want to give the U.S. the benefit of a doubt in that sense, where it's like, yeah, they, they, they made some, some very um, youthful errors, I guess, some naive errors. But I think that's also giving them a cop-out because we know they're that young. Because those mistakes happen, like, and like this, this is a lot of what people were talking about, was the, the tracking back on two of the goals um, and like the, the missed assignments. So, those mistakes happen on in every basically every match. Like yeah, you you want someone to beat you in a special way, that usually never doesn't happen. That's why they're special, right? So a, a team, yeah, U.S. is good and it does take a good team to beat them, but but it also doesn't take a great team to beat them either. You know, they're, 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 I think they're very equal in level, uh, Netherlands and USA. I really do think ah. it comes down to the tactics that. That that the uh, that one uh, uh, the Netherlands uh, came up with, and two the tactics that that Berhalter in the U.S. didn't adjust as well. And I think U.S. were more tired than than we than we know. 
Yeah, no, uh, Tactics were what won the game for the, for the Netherlands, but I also have to say they have class players, better players than us, I, I would even say, yeah. in every uh, sector it, of the mm, field. In I would every say in every sector, no. I would say Dumfries walks into our team, Frankie Dijon, yeah. Virgil van Dijk, yep. Nathaniel Ake easily walks into our team. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's so many guys that you saw why they're world class, and you saw why they punish you in one moment. Because there's moments where we had our chances to shoot, and get back into the game. We get a lucky break with Haji Wright, who don't even get me started on him. But you know, it's just like the goal he scored. He had no idea what happened to that. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I, I felt so cheap seeing that go in, but I celebrated it because I'm like, it was still two one. It was two yeah. one, and and then so the the third goal that was allowed to Netherlands. It's a complete just. I mean, the guy had time to make a sandwich and and then strike the ball. <laughs> It was so it was so so easy for them and and I I asked, I asked myself I'm like why can't we give that kind of service why can't we get into those spaces and tactics are a big part of that for sure and I think personnel is still an issue as well yeah um, I know we we say Haji Wright got the goal but I didn't I did not really uh, enjoy or rate his performance per se um, and I know people especially on the internet are like well that's why you bring Pepe in or Pfock in and then you ask yourself would they still make those runs or would they not my my guessing and my inclination is yes I think that those players make different movements they do but I don't think that like and yes that the nine is is like the biggest question mark is the biggest weakness but I mean and specifically referring to that game and then the tournament that they had I don't even know if the nine was the solution or was the the actual issue because a lot of the service was not good. I think service is, is definitely like 80% down to the crosser, but there's also a responsibility yeah. to the pl- for the player to either follow the trajectory of balls or have an idea where a ball's going to land. Like, Chicharro's so good at that. Yeah, like, it course. could be a bad cross, and he will get to it. But he also doesn't mind being the decoy and taking, you know, taking defenders off of, uh, you know, out of their position to create holes for, for other players. Yeah, um, yeah. And put that, a lot of that's intuition, a lot of that is feel. Um, but again, I don't know if if the nine was actually the problem versus whatever, you know, whatever attacking scheme was being used, I, you know. Well, we crossed the ball more than any team in the World a Cup. Lot. And a lot. so that that definitely that definitely leads me to believe that we should have brought somebody who gets on the end of crosses. The two players that get on the end of crosses in Europe and domestically when they were here is Ricardo Pepe and Pifak. There's nobody else that comes close, but we brought, we brought on Jordan Morris. We brought on Ferreira, Haji Wright. Guys that did fuck all with the scheme that we meant to do. So that's that's my problem. That That's what I have the biggest issue with. So when people say they wouldn't have made a difference, I, I, I struggle to believe that because that's what they well, made I mean, their bread off like, of. We, we got to also remember the quality of those crosses. No, some were good, but nobody was in the position, though. They just sailed to the other side because... I, I, think, I think when you're trying to beat a team like... Like let, Holland, like the Netherlands, for example. How often are you going to beat them with headers? Well, not not with the personnel we brought, certainly. But, but like with, with Pepe, you make a better I mean, case with somebody like Pepe for sure, right? But okay, Netherlands and and England, right? Yeah, two very very uh, aerially adept teams. Two two very like probably some of the best. Yeah, I, I don't know if if that's even the answer to that question. Well, I don't know what you're trying to say. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking like crossing the ball. 
like trying to beat them with cross cross balls. Yeah, you can get one. You can. Yeah, but yeah. But that's that, that shouldn't be option A. Well, I mean, I I think, and that's where yeah, tactically they got it wrong. But that's what we were doing. I'm just saying that's what they were executing. So we should have had the right personnel for that, which we didn't. And, and I think um, I think primarily too with that match uh, in particular was that. A lot of people were talking about, well, what happened to this like great uh, midfield that we had? Ah, man, that's like another one of those things where they, they the tactics also were were not adjusted there because um, the Dutch were very happy to concede possession. I think that was pretty obvious in the match. They let them have the ball as much as they want, and with the U.S., those guys operate a lot better in 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 bigger spaces that that the Dutch weren't giving them. Yeah, you know, for that kind of game, it, it would have been better to start, uh, you know, guys like Gio Reyna, guys like Luca, Luca de la Torre, guys like um, Brendan Erickson. That was thing, too, with, with Reyna, there was... Why isn't Reyna playing more? He played He played the whole second half, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, yeah, he, he was did. huffing and puffing, man. He didn't look good. He didn't look good. Um, he didn't look like himself. And even I remember him taking a shot, and it was just... Just a terrible attempt. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, it worried me a bit. I was like, something's wrong with this kid. Yeah, so um, maybe there was more than than we actually know. Maybe it's not personal. Yeah, and there, there's that's the big thing. I mean, they, we got so many things wrong: team selection, scheme, uh, assignment, adjustment. Uh, like I, I could remember so many times where DeAndre Edlin or not, sorry, uh, Dest and and Anthony were caught off, you know, because they they move they would move so far up to advance and attack giving aimless crosses at times and that's where somebody like Frankie De Jong picks the ball finds the wing Depay Dumfries I mean they were eating they were having their way they, Dumfries man what a match he had yeah he played out of his two skin two goals man. and assists I mean he's he was the man in the match uh, for oh, sure easily, easily yeah but the guy who was you know the guy to bite the metal and and like you know, shimmer his teeth a bit was Depay. <laughs> he was so he he was so animated. Oh, man, I'm like, was, for it was, what, bro? It was, uh, it was getting to you, huh? Well, it's just kind of annoying because you're not. First of all, you're not good. Um, as far as your season's going, you're you're a good player, but you know, as far as your club's concerned, as far as your level, as far as even with with Netherlands for that matter, you're not you're not that good. Um, um, you're not at Frankie De Jong's level. You're not at Virgil Van Dyke's level for you to be <laughs> feeling yourself that much. But I feel like um, he's one of those brothers like Lukaku. I feel, Lukaku. Like, I, I feel like I've I've said that so many times. Yeah, and you have. you've refuted it. No, no, I <laughs> I didn't refute it, but I'm saying it uh, like as far as the the players that I mentioned, like Frankie De Jong and Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah, he's still a good player. I'm, I'm not going to discredit what he's done at Lyon, but if we're if we're going to be really honest, he's at the same level as some of the players on the U.S. roster um, that are attackers as well. So. Um, so Memphis doesn't walk into that U.S. Um, no, he probably would actually, but just ever so slightly. <laughs> ever so slightly ahead of Pfock. Yeah, well, <laughs> Pfock has more Champions League goals than him, which which somebody made apparent because Greg Berhalter was like, "Well, we wish we had somebody like Memphis Depay oh, who has Champions right. League yeah. goals." I was like, "One, he doesn't have one this season, brother. Two, Pfock actually has a few." So, I mean, it, it's it's crazy, man. That, but that's like you know, that's kind of. Like the, those stats are are almost meaningless because of no, look at, I, look I at think, who Memphis plays for and look at who uh, PFAC plays for and then look at who the U.S. brought and you know look at who Netherlands brought. The Netherlands isn't going to sacrifice 
a spot for a great player like Depay to bring in somebody from their own domestic league, which we did. I'm sorry, no no reason to bring Jordan Morris, no reason to bring Ferreira. Haji Wright, he's in Turkey, but I wasn't I wasn't too uh, convinced with his performance. Did uh, Did Roldan get any minutes? I don't think he did. No, right? he didn't. I, and I didn't expect him to. Um, but I would have liked to see more Luca de la Torre. But and I think he would have been really good against Netherlands because I think, like you said, you you put in a midfield that's gonna f- try to fight for the ball. When they actually have it, they uh, they don't know what to do with it. They're not, ex- they're not especially creative. They, yeah, they're not, and they don't have uh, that pausa to to you know keep the ball, progress it, bring it back, and that's what Luca de la Torre. He's one of the very few players that we have that can do that, and you know, or you could have thrown Gio Reyna in in the midfield as well, which I would have loved to see. But um, yeah, everything's hindsight now. Credit to Netherlands; they they won their game. Um, like I said, they're more clinical, and, and they deserve to go through. And as for the U.S., we'll discuss a little bit later about their future and well, what, I mean, what's at stake. Let's get to it now since it's like we're, we're on the topic. Um, yeah, Greg uh, Berhalter in or Greg Berhalter out uh, for you? Well, that's, that's what I want to ask you. Oh, but uh, me? Me personally? Mm. Well, I, I think out. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um. But I'm not on the same boat as people who who say, oh, he's terrible. He's a bad manager. Because, you know, at the end of the day, he did uh, show some good sides to his game. The result against England was was probably the highlight of the whole tournament for us, which is kind of sad if you really think about it. But um, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, ah, man, I don't know if, if I'd be all that enthused by it. It's it's well, nice. Well, if we would have drawn with England in, in a knockout game like today, we would have gone on possibly. You know, so it's yeah. it's, it's it's weird, but it's a, it's a it was a big moment for us. I, I thought we had turned a corner, but a lot changed, uh, and then the team selection became I, more apparent. I, I don't know if, issue. if anything really changed, man. I think um, I think other than yeah yeah we can say the tactics and everything for for the dutch but well all, no the only thing that changed the was the opponent just showed up, man yeah the, the only players, thing that changed was the opponent in front of them the players you know like you're giving credit to the dutch man they 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 did great man they, no, and they have great players that's to, what i'm to, saying to yeah from, like yeah. No, maybe nothing changed for the us but the opponent changed and i think credit to coleman he expected everything he expected and he saw it and it worked out perfectly and and louis van gaal is you know, uh, what, what, what you may want to say his club career is kind of bad and, and all that, but I think at the international level, he's his a, style of, of play works. His le- he's a legend of the game, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's outdated for me, like, as far as a club manager easily. But in the international game, those kind of, those kind of guys thrive. And, yeah, he taught he taught Greg Berhalter a lesson. And, um, um, yeah. But, but, yeah, I Bring think it going, back to yeah, going back to Berhalter... Um, you know, I think it's it's one thing to to acknowledge that that they did well up until now and getting here in the way they did, and you know the two trophies that they won last year against Mexico, and then beating them in qualifying. I think it's like one thing to acknowledge that, and then also another thing to acknowledge that you've kind of hit your ceiling with him, and it doesn't have to be a negative. You know, all these things that, that have transpired over the last four years or this last cycle, whatever you want to call it, have been good. And he probably didn't even deserve his position in the first place. 
but they've done good. And and me personally, I think it's it just comes down to the players that have been available to him, not necessarily his own actual like managing ability. I think there's a mixture for sure, but maybe more credit to the players. But you know, he 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 has his schemes, and he's been one of the most successful for the U.S. As far as like, yeah, we you already discussed it. The trophies won domestically against our most heated rivals, I would say, and and you know, truthfully, my for if you, I think you asked me before the World Cup, I was just like, man, I'd be happy with a group exit. Uh, like to get out of the groups and play the first round of 16 ideally getting past the fifth game would have been the dream for me Uh, no way in hell are are we ever winning a world cup with that team selection with that manager with that uh naivety um but you know overall i think greg berhalter did good but there is still better available there's another level to be unlocked Mm -hmm. you're not gonna play call of duty and keep using the same you know first star uh level weapon <laughs> without any attachments when you know you're already you're ready for that upgrade my boy you're ready to put <laughs> fmj a silencer on <laughs> we're ready to to bring somebody like lopetegui somebody like bielsa somebody who can really take our creative players to another level yeah and, and that's like, right and then like with those kind of guns you're gonna there's a, inevi- inevitably gonna be that okay he's leaving mckenny out but he's putting in de la torre you know, that's yeah, little things like that that would show. They're gonna they're gonna uh, polarize the fan base definitely. Yeah, and and maybe maybe even like the big big supporters, uh, the big like nationalistic supporters, like um, our boy Lala's. Yeah, you know, that that'll send them for a loop. But those kind of things have to be done, and I think there was that sort of hesitance from from Berhalter to make those scary decisions. You know, and, and, and to that point as well, he did show a lot of um, character, if you want to call it, by benching Gio Reyna for two games because that's not an easy miss, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that was, for me, it was almost inexplicable, but things I mean, seem to kind of look a little clear I mean, now. But yeah, we see we see that he was, like, not physically fit. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a thing. And, but and why not disclose that? I don't know. And I think so, at some of that is, is to avoid bad PR for the player and whatever he has going on for his career because I mean, we know he's injury prone man <laughs> no i know and that's always been his biggest flaw for as as great as he can be like man he's hardly available and his best days have been with dortmund and that's when he's been able to get some patches of health with the u.s we haven't seen enough man his um, highlights gonna end up being that that that, that run against mexico <laughs> yeah um, uh, and that was meaningless in the grand scheme one thing i do want to talk about uh for the u.s and it's kind of grading me and I would hope that it that it's annoying to, to you know, to, to the fan base, to you guys. Um, this whole thing of like, oh, look at the strides we've made. You know, yada, yada, yada. It's like, we've been hearing that forever now, though. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, and, you know, X years, we're going to be a powerhouse. Like, I get it. I get the optimism and I get that there's, like, growth. You know, it, it's, it, it's not necessarily going to be, you know, exponential all the time. But, like, I, mean, I guess... Uh, for you as a fan, does that get old, or or do you even like buy more into it now? No, I I'm very optimistic about our team. What what actually has annoyed me more are the fans that are like, man, be happy, be happy. We did this. We got here, man. You guys yeah, forget who yeah. the U.S. are. You know, like remember where we came from. It's like I know that, but that's you, what I'm saying. I it's think, like yeah. yeah, the mentality. Yeah, and, and I I kind of understand, but. The mentality of like big countries like Brazil, Argentina, France, Spain, 
Italy kind of used to be now, God knows, but there's a level that you require and there's scrutiny on the team, on the managers and on wanting more. And I think here in the U.S., we're still lacking on on the you know animosity we should have for the federation, for the coaches, for the players to demand answers and to ultimately push our team forward, you know, and, and that happens with funding and with more media coverage and more scrutiny. Which touches a good point because we don't have enough of that right now. And I did send you that thread earlier about Greg Berhalter and the way that, you know, there's so much politics going on behind the scenes and, you know, arbitrary nepotism and, you know, journalists not covering or criticizing the team the way they should. These are all things that need to improve. So it's not even just a Greg problem. I think as a federation and as fans, we got to demand more. I think I think a lot of the federation's people just depend on that whole sort of... Um I guess that that kind of rhetoric where where everyone just sees them as this like you know infant infant footballing nation that's just kind of growing into you know whoever they are and all that shit and just hoping that everyone just keeps eating that up eating that up because we heard that back in 2002 when U.S. knocked out Mexico we heard that um, when U.S. didn't make it we heard that when they had that tough battle with Belgium in 2014. Mm-hmm. You know, you can grow, grow, and grow, and grow, and and I guess that's just U.S. in the in a nutshell. Like capitalism is like, you yeah, know, we just expect infinite growth. You got you got to be at a point where it, where making making uh, the round of sixteen and then making the quarterfinal is somewhat of an entitlement versus treating it as like, well, let's be glad that we made it to to the round of sixteen. Yeah, because look at all these other teams that were like, you know that we're peering with I mean my boy fucking Korea made it you know? yeah yeah Morocco made it and they've, they've had a great run on their own and that, they're good on their own and maybe even better than you and the teams they've beat as well like, yeah it's impressive but, but for sure like, like let, let's be let's be real Switzerland made it you know Switzerland you're not going to tell me it's better than uh, than uh, US Poland made it you, you're not going to tell me that Poland's better than US or Mexico Come on, man. But they're 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 ran more efficiently, I'd say. I don't I don't, I don't know if that kind of politicking is is happening in Switzerland, and I think that's what's holding us back. And the same with maybe, Mexico, maybe, for that matter. Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. well, the the politicking on that side is even more. Yeah, but and they damning, have all that scrutiny you know? that you're talking about. You know, so uh, yeah, I, it's a uh, fuck. It, 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 I I just think that that U.S. should. Should be a little more self-critical versus being being so, you know, self-congratulatory for these meaningless wins, like getting a draw with England. Yeah, it's great because England's like a, a, a huge favorite, but you know, in the grand scheme, you're you're cheering a draw in a tournament. No, I know. Yeah, and it's um, but that's. For for a team that didn't make the last World Cup, like you, I understand it as well. I understand that aspect. Well, is Italy going to celebrate draws the next time? Because they haven't made it two years in a row. Or yeah, two, two tournaments in they're, a row. We're they're on a whole different stratosphere from us. I think. Well, it, is, is Italy better than U.S. as it stands? Oh, currently no, but history wise, you know, I mean, like we 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 don't even hold a candle to them yet. Um, you know, when we can make a final, when we can win a final, I think. That's when the U.S. announces itself to the world. That's a pipe dream for now because at at the rate that it has grown, it's been bad. You know, it's been slow, but the way it's going now with the youth and the way that there's more money going into football here domestically, 
there's a chance for it, but you know, like I said, this kind of shit going on with Greg Berhalter and him uh, kind of stepping into a job that maybe he wasn't even, you know, qualified, qualified. for. When you got guys like Lopetegui and, and guys, even Osorio, man, They're, they showed Osorio on a list of, of candidates that they planned on interviewing. It's just it's blasphemy, and and that's where we need to improve. That's what I do like about that uh, account, a tactical manager. He's one of the few accounts that supports the U.S. that is very critical. And when they ask him, like, man, why are you so negative? It's like, dude, if only you knew about Brazilian Twitter, the way that we also <laughs> criticize the Selexal. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's, it's required, you know? Like, I mean. Yeah, but they're on the complete opposite like, end of the spectrum. Oh, Every, well, that's, anything that's not, like, overwhelmingly, like, yeah, winning yeah. for them is, is a loss. But that's what you have to aspire to, I think. And, you that know. entitlement, sure. I think yeah. it's it's good. Um, you know, I guess you get that with five championships, right? Yeah. I mean, that and just the star players they've produced. I mean, it's, it's insane. Uh, but anyways, yeah, as far as the U.S., a lot of questions to answer. There's reports that Greg Berhalter might extend. We don't know that for sure yet, but we'll definitely keep keep an eye on that um to the next match though australia messi Fucking australia made it come on man <laughs> messi just puts them to bed early um they worked for it though yeah but i mean what a nice play though let's be honest like you know he gets the ball on the right wing plays a quick one two gets it back passes it to Otamendi, lays it off most players would have tried to smash it into the net. You know, you know Otamendi mishandled it, right? Uh, I don't know. He's, you know he had a that, that's, touch, a, right? that's a former Pep Guardiola player. That's not that's not well, your I mean, if he's not current that must mean something. Oh no. He's he's seen his better days, but you know, he's definitely I, I not. I think no, he took a heavy first touch. Didn't mean to. Messi was there to you know he, well he sneaks around. So I he, don't know. Like I just feel like if you know Messi is in your vicinity, you're just gonna like una pared to him, you know, just you see him right there. Anyways of good 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 Why definition. Why is in that in that vicinity anyway? Oh no, because I don't know if you remember, it was a free kick. The free was kick it? It was a free kick, like, angled as in, like, a cross. Mm-hmm. Kind of a broken play. Comes back to Messi, and then Messi, you know, you, you give a, a painter a paintbrush, he's going to do. He's gonna give you yeah. a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, left left foot, bottom bins, easy as you like. And, you know, for... for the, for, Has to make it through, like, three pairs of legs and the yeah. keeper somehow. For the moment, everything <sighs> felt right in the world. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, shortly after, well, not shortly, in the second half, uh, uh, Julian Alvarez finishes off a very good chance as well. Um, at that point, you know, Argentina's up 2-0. They're cruising. And, um, you know, Australia has a, a little bit of a lucky a lucky deflection going oh, for man, them yeah, on a long, long shot. And but that's really what they needed, and after that they were no, they, they were got they were close. yeah, they were in a dogfight, and they it, got close. For man. some moments, it looked like uh, like that game could have gone to overtime, mm-hmm. to uh, you know extra time, I should say, and and uh, you know let's be real, I think Lautaro uh, looked really bad. I think he he left a few chances on the board that I think uh, you know most players should finish, and and there's this kind of funny thing going around on on Twitter about ah. Inter players that are just shitting the bed in the World Cup right now. Um, well, most notably uh, Lukaku and and also Lautaro, who's been quite poor. If you if you ask me, does Dumfries play for Napoli or or Inter? I want to say Inter. Yeah. Yeah. 
Who else? Or just, oh, well, or, Dumfries, I guess just their strikers. Dumfries is yeah, he's a he's a one off. Yeah, he plays for Inter. But anyway, um, yeah, I guess I guess it's no surprise that Argentina passes. No, so no. all is right, I guess, with that with that match. Yeah, it would have been absurd if if Australia somehow moved on. Yeah, it would have been cataclysmic. <laughs> um, and then the following match uh, was the next day. Let's see here. France versus Poland. Um, another one that you would expect to go the way it should have. Uh, Mbappe, man, what a game he had. Yeah. You, you know, you kind of had forgotten he was in the tournament up until now. Nah, I'm being a bit harsh <laughs> on him. But, uh, yeah, also another goal for Giroud as well. That, that that was a meaningful goal for him. Oh, yeah. Yep, you know, yep. it's the one. and and That gets him to be the leading goal scorer of France. Yeah, man. Uh, a title that maybe should have bestowed for, you know, Henry or Benzema or... Thuram or Anelka. There's so many guys that in history are better than Giroud. But it's crazy that he's just always available. He's always there. He's making the play. Makes the goal. Um, and I guess it helps to play Gibraltar a few times a year. <laughs> well, uh, it also helps to play along, alongside guys like Mbappe, Griezmann, Dembele. Dembele. Um, even Henri for a few years, he probably played. Um, yeah. Um, and, I'm, I'm, you know, all the midfield. Frank Ribery, yeah, better than Ribery. all those guys you just mentioned, by the way. I'm sorry. Except Henri. Except Henri. But when when people talk to me about Mbappe, Dembele, no, no, give me a Ribery. That man <laughs> should have won a Ballon d'Or, man. If it wasn't for Messi and, and Ronaldo, let's be real. Um, but anywho, congrats, France. Um Mostly everyone's rooting for you guys. I'm probably in the minority that I'm not really moved. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm never going to get over how they did Laporte. Uh, but anyways, bygones will be bygones. 3-1, they move on. And their next matchup is going to be the winner of this game, which was easy, easy pickings, as they say in England. Uh, England winning 3-0 against Senegal, who couldn't piss a drop. Let's be real. Um Thoughts on the game? I know you caught that one live. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was an all day affair, wasn't it? Yeah, it's NFL Sunday it, over here. I think um, Senegal made him work for it, though. I don't think it was quite easy for for England in the first half. Maybe in the second half after they scored their goal. Oh, once they scored their goal, everything opened up. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's that, that was my thing. It's like Senegal didn't really pose a threat. Um, there's maybe a few times that that Pickers was called upon, but. I mean, without Mane, like, Senegal should just be happy to be here at this level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, kudos to England. Were. I think they were. I yeah, think, I, I mean, they, they could happy. go out with their heads held high, um, you know. Uh, but England just looked sensational, even when they made subs. Phil Foden, a uh, nice assist to Kane. Um, Saka just, you know, making menacing runs. I think he got a little rebound, though. But, you know, he just always finds himself in a good area. Just a good team. And uh, I can't yeah, wait man. to see that matchup against France. 
That's going to be a good one, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm torn on that. I'm, I'm so torn on that. I guess we can get into it in a bit. Let's just let's just uh, wrap up the round of 16. Wrap it up, Dean. Uh, but yeah, uh, everyone ate for England that day. Uh, I yeah. think even Hendo got his... Uh, yeah, H- Henderson did get his goal. They uh, left no crumbs. Yeah. And then the second half was just, you know, ping, boom, bang. Keep the ball away. Let's make sure <laughs> we don't... Do, yes, let's, yeah. let's, let's make sure we don't, you know, fuck things up. And, uh, you know, away we go. Monday, December 5, uh, Japan versus Croatia. Um, Japan, man, they... Probably the biggest surprise because they've made it hard for everybody. They beat... Is it really, though? They beat Spain. They beat Germany. I mean, what else do you want? Yeah, no, but they, they got... They got a decent team. They they do got a decent Google, team. Google, Tamiyasu, Minamino. I mean, they didn't just slip, trip, and fall into it. You know, that's that, that's a solid team. And a lot of people are really praising their manager too. Uh, he, either he's like incredibly lucky or or, or, or a genius. Is, is yeah, the he's just a nice guy. You know, he he bowed to the fans after their exit. So, uh, spare me that. Um, at the end of the day, um, let his name be uh, fucking. Uh, uh, I don't even know the dude's name. But usually, I could go off of that. But yeah, if his name was like you <laughs> Greg know, Berhalter, John Carpenter. Oh, yeah, John Carpenter. Uh, but anyway, um, they draw with Croatia and then have to go to penalties and then shit the bed. Oh yeah, yeah. Penalties have have exposed uh, a few teams this season and. Or this tournament, and that was no uh, no question there. Just one penalty made by Japan, and Croatia converts three, seeing them through. And uh, yeah, pretty impressive for Croatia because this is them going back to back with uh, a quarterfinal round. So can't wait. Um, following this match, though, we have Brazil squaring off with Korea, putting the absolute beating on them. Um, Four uh, very very fun goals from Brazil. Celebrated each one with a dance and celebrated with the manager on the last one. Um, a lot of people did have, or a lot of the older crowd had a problem with that. Um, sportsmanship, a little bit of uh, humiliation and, and too much jubilee with the celebrations. I don't know what your thoughts were. I don't have a problem with that. This is the World Cup, man. One. This is Brazil. Two. This is Young Players. Three. What else do you want? Like, what, what do you expect? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, like, after every goal, you think, I mean... I think a lot of the players summed it up pretty nicely. I mean, we're, like, scoring goals is the most fun thing you can do. Um, yeah, it's Korea, but it is around <laughs> the 16. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, yeah, it's true. I don't have a problem with it, man. No, I, even, I, I even like if the it's dances. a fucking regular league game, too. Oh, but, I mean, but these guys want you to what, get the ball and, and what? Just act like it's business as usual? Well, no, everybody you're, you're, loves the De Bruyne just run up, punch the air, and, and, and get on with it. That's what Roy Keane wants, but not everybody is as humble as him. <laughs> but no, I personally like the dance moves. My favorite one is actually Paqueta. He has he has the most uh, kids, as they say these days. But uh, God. Um, yeah, he he's got swag, and then but the best goal of the game for me was uh, the Korean goal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, what what a strike! And um, you know, it, it was kind of nice to see because like, all right, at least I got something out of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, you know, Brazil superior all ninety minutes for me, or maybe eighty nine with the exception of that strike. 
and rightful winners. So uh, we move on to Tuesday, uh, which is isn't was it crazy? Like as talented as they are, like at their core, they're really just a very good counterattacking team. Yeah, kind of yeah. like Real Madrid. Well, I mean, yeah, and you know that that kind of football in these kind of games that are knockout, it'll do it. I'll tell you what, it'll do it. Um, and speaking of Madrid, uh, their motherland, well, España. Speaking of uh, you know the opposite end of football tactics, anyway. Whoa, well. I guess, yeah. And again, a testament that this doesn't fare well in cup football. But credit to Morocco, even though they got outplayed, I have to say. No, they didn't. No, they did. I mean, they, they, I mean, this is like uh, this is like saying that U.S. were better than the Dutch. They weren't. Well, I'm not saying they're better than the Dutch because I I don't even believe that. No, but, but like, you should double the better. amount of shots as your opponent. Seventy-seven percent possession. A lot, a lot of those could have ended up in a goal, but they didn't due to poor finishing. And Morocco eke it out to the 120th and then win on penalties. Uh, they, they, I don't know. They I got, mean, credit to I them. I think they got one shot on target, if I remember the stat correctly. Yeah, but, you know, 13 But we're talking goal. about, yeah, 13 towards the, I mean, that could mean anything. Even the post is, is technically not on target, so, I mean, it could mean a lot. You're I don't right. think they hit any on the post. Well, I don't remember it, but, you know, well, point being that they dominated the final they, third they, more than Morocco. They, no, they dominated possession. They didn't dominate the final. They don't know what to do in the final third. Well, they actually got service there, at least. Morocco was just sitting back. That's how they you get 22% possession, you know? Well, you also get 22% possession, you know, swinging sideways passes in your own defensive third, no, which is a lot of what they do. Well, they yeah, they try to draw out their opponents, but the problem is that weak teams like these, they fall back and create a barrier, and they're, they'll stay there all game to eke out a result like this, which they did fabulously. They got I, what they wanted. They went to penalties, and they won. Uh, and that's bad on, on Spain for not hitting theirs, though. But this well, yeah, is, this is what Morocco anyone. wanted. Morocco didn't play yeah, football. But, but they they just sat back. I, I don't think I don't think pinging balls like amongst yourselves in your defense is is football. Yeah. Either. Well, then then come impress us. Then come get the ball if you want it. That's what I would tell well, them. But they, they clearly no, but, didn't but, want but, to. But if you're the, you know the possession based team, you don't you don't get possession just off of, or you don't make football just by possession. You have to have a, a purpose for it. And Spain as they are. Uh, and and Luis Enrique's philosophy is just to have possession just for the sake of it. They don't they don't progress it very well. They no, I think they, they progress they, it great. They don't progress it well at all. No, they they do. I I believe so. But, they don't. But what they don't do is they they can't operate against a low block. You know, the same way that Crystal Palace beat City so many times. The same way Morocco was able to get a good result. They didn't play football. They sat back and they they eliminated those spots. So Spain have no other choice. But to pan- pass it amongst themselves in the midfield and defense. Now, when they got there, sure, yeah, they couldn't get a shot because it's like trying to shoot a shot in uh, in uh, that you know foosball game. There's legs there; it's gonna get blocked, and that's what it felt like. So, um, credit to Morocco; they go through, but they were not the I, better I team. I've been underwhelmed with Spain for like the whole tournament, and that's how they still got a nice draw against Germany and ultimately got out the group instead of them. But you don't have that same energy for Germany, though. So I don't, well, I don't I, get well, that. Germany played. I, I had been consistent on Germany playing pretty well. I don't think know? they played that well. In fact, you know, I don't understand. I don't think keeping possession is is good football. 
Well, that, like, that's they, fine. They, they, they played the same exact way against Germany too. Yeah, and and almost got beat and, as well. well they had they also been, lost to Japan. Well, they well. I, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that Japan's a good team. And I'm not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna go off what aboutism as well. But I don't think Morocco is better than Spain either. But that's football, you know. That's that's what it comes down to. And they they played well, their scheme Spain, perfectly. Spain have been very underwhelming, other than their World Cup win. Well, I mean, you could say that for a lot of teams, by the way. I mean, Brazil have lost their a few games themselves, and you know, Spain but obviously. They, but when they win, they're they're pretty spectacular, right? Like they're obviously better when they win. Well, yeah, when you put certain opposition in front of them, you expect them to. And Spain wasn't able to do it because the team they played against. The only team Spain beat was Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah, and the only team that they didn't lose to was, I guess. Um, well, they didn't lose to Germany, right? So, I guess you could hang your hat on that. But Germany's better, even though they didn't make it past past that stage. Uh, well, I mean, Australia made it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and we saw what happened to them. Yeah, but they made it past where Germany made it. So I don't again. Well, I don't think making the well, round of sixteen is something to like. Well, it is when about. it is when Spain is in the same group. That's why. That's why I reference it. I see. Yeah, it's. I, but you know, enough about that. I think Morocco executed the penalties perfectly. I don't think you could ask for a better execution than you they know made they did. Them. Well, yeah, they made them, and they also you know hit them with conviction. They didn't just try to pass it in. Um, but I think they missed one too, if I'm not mistaken. They had one uh, stopped for sure. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Spain like uh. They got blocked, I guess, all three times. Well, the first one was hit on the post, and then, yeah, they got blocked twice. Um, yeah, it's pretty disappointing just on that alone. Yeah, that's why I'm not ready to say that Morocco played better than Spain to get there. But they just I, did I, the I penalties will, I mean, better. Yeah. Um, what's uh, what's the next match after that? Uh, it's a much less competitive game. It was uh, Portugal against Switzerland. Ah, man, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Por- Portugal, like, for the first time, scored more than, like, what, I think, like, three goals this Ever? whole tournament. Oh. Uh, no, and I'm saying, because, like, they didn't look too hot leading up into the tournament, but yeah. like, they've kind of tapered in. And, yeah, they deservedly win. Yeah, and, um, you know, we got our guy, Gonzalo Ramos, uh, who was uh, kind of an unknown. Yeah, it's crazy, because they only had two more shots than Spain, too, in their matchup. Oh really? Yeah, I guess it pays to be clinical sometimes. Um, what was the possession stat? Oh, actually, I don't have that available. Let me see. Possession is dominated by Switzerland by two hmm. percent, which is not really dominating, but yeah, yeah. But that's the difference. Like you know, Portugal got more shots than Switzerland, uh, so that for me is actually showing possession with no type of conviction. So, I mean, sometimes it's just a finishing touch that you have to get, and that's what makes the difference. And this guy, I've never heard of him, Gonzalo Ramos, until until this matchup, so I was pretty impressed. But Yeah, he's, he happens to have pretty good numbers for Benfica this season. Uh, I mean, I guess it's pretty good, but, you know, it's it's just a very small sample size, too. Um, you know, we could say if Mitrovic was, you know, he's playing his first season at Fulham, we're not giving him the same praises I f- as I feel, you know, so. Yeah, um, I just say you know numbers wise but uh um yeah he gets a hat trick he gets a hat trick and uh, uh portugal actually looked really good i mean switzerland looked pretty bad 
but uh, I've got to say, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to uh, admit that I shit talk this guy a lot, but uh, Joao Felix actually looks like the player that you know that that everyone was really talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't anybody who doubts his talent. I mean, it's very hard to take an opinion like serious. I think I think he's super talented, and it's clear that he should be playing at a different club than Atleti at this point. Um, well, yeah, yeah, and, and he's making a really good case for it, but, you know, that whole team really dominated, um, uh, and I guess, you know, what what took the headlines leading up to that was, uh, Ronaldo was benched, yeah. came on around the 75th minute or so, and uh, one that kind of surprised me, though, too, and I don't know if you noticed, but Gonzalo was benched. Yeah, and I did see that. Um, Diego Dallo uh, took his spot, and uh, I think I think that was, you know, yeah, you can say that, you know, Ronaldo, I don't know. Excuse me. I don't know if if it's going to be that big, you know, in terms of, like, team build-up and play, but Cancelo, um, I'm sorry, uh, Dallo was, was really good, too. And I don't think he's as good as Cancelo. Not like on a season-to-season basis. Yeah, I mean, really, it's hard to say because, you know, maybe Cancelo's only good because of the system he's in. And I don't think that's true, but, you know, I'm sure that does play a part as well, you know. In a system with not too much fluidity like Portugal. Although they looked as fluid as you can imagine on an yeah, international scale. Yeah, as fluid as they've scale. ever been, really. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's not, a, it's not like a structured football where you have inverted fullbacks and... You know, it, there's it's just a different ball game at club football, and I think some players are are you know kind of in a tough position when they're asked to play a traditional right back role. Whereas Diogo Dallo, that's what he does. He's a system player, uh, like a a simple system player. Uh, he's not complex like Trent as well, who doesn't see a whole lot of uh, game time as well because he's a an, an orthodox, an unorthodox right back. So he's in the doghouse. But he's, you, I mean, everybody knows he's talented, you know, and with the absences they have, he, he should be playing more. But you're going to go with guys like Trippier because they're more of your traditional fullback. And I think it's kind of the same case with Diogo Dallo. But, you know, Cancelo uh, has had his playing time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think he started all three matches prior to this. Yeah, and I don't really remember how well he did or if he did bad, but... You know, maybe it's it's something that we have to give credit to the manager for, you know, because maybe there is a, a style that he wanted to execute that, you know, would defy what the other team was predicting, you know. And I think that was the case. But, you know, we'll see. If he doesn't yeah. play another minute in the tournament, then that's, that's going to be strange. That's but, surprising for sure, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, uh, every team is different, you know. So I, th- I think, uh, well, like I said, uh, Portugal have been as fluid as... As they've looked, I think ever really, I really see them as like this kind of counterattacking team. But I don't but know. Against I, Switzerland, I mean, they were they were okay, they were fluid, but I mean, Switzerland was was not too bad themselves. You know, they just what what really was the the difference for me was just the ability to finish. You know, even the first goal. I mean. Talk about a great strike, top corner. Like not everybody's hitting that every yeah, every I, game. He like. It's a bad shot. <laughs> you shouldn't be shooting from that angle. 
Yeah, it's you have to be really good to make those consistently. Yeah, like no one's making that shot. It's like it happened to hit the top corner on a very tight angle. I don't. I don't think you should be taking that shot. He happened to do it and it scored. Great, um, but but yeah, that was kind of like an unbelievable shot. It was a nice goal. Um, I think Portugal then, are much like uh, Brazil, by the way. Like their counter is what really really yeah. does it for them. So, I mean, it's fluid in that regard, but. You I know. think they're able to generate a lot, you know, with the uh, Cancelo, Bruno, and Joao Felix, um, and then you have Ruben Neves making passes. I, I don't know. I think they're pretty good. It's yeah, it's a pretty good team uh, yeah. altogether. And like, do you, do you, would you take them more serious now, based on that? No, I mean, uh, it's it's very hard to say because the kind of tactics that win games in this tournament, sometimes it's the it's the cheapest kind of shit. So I mean. They could play this fluid if they want, but if they play against a team that's gonna sit back, you're not you're not gonna make a lot of goals as they showed us in their group stage. By the way, certain teams played them that way and they they couldn't they couldn't even get a shot, you know. So I mean I mean it's gonna depend on how their opponent plays and how they can adapt to that. I I don't think they're gonna score six goals on a team that that doesn't have that pride to you know go out and try to make a, a difference themselves, which Switzerland actually at least tried. Um, I think Switzerland were atrocious. Yeah, but they actually went tried to attack. Did they give up a lot of space on, spaces on the counter? Oh yeah, all day. But well, at I least thought they were like extremely outplayed in the mid. And um, no, they created chances. I mean, they just you know obviously going up against a defense like like Portugal, you're going to struggle. But you know, Briel and Bolo got his opportunities. Uh, obviously, the the singular goal they had was on on a play where he just I think crosses it in, but. You know, I think they actually showed more intent to attack than some other teams in this tournament. You know, <laughs> and but that's what happens sometimes. You know, well, you, think, you, you well, leave yourself like, exposed. They're, they're very limited in their attack, and like you can try all you want. Um, yeah, but yeah. They, but they, so maybe it would have been smarter for them to park the bus then. I think because if they're not as talented, I, I think. As, um, I, I mean, how how have they played before? They they have a decent midfield. Yeah, they played good against they Brazil. Decent, they have decent players. Um, it, I, it just so happened that that Portugal were like really on their day, and Switzerland really weren't. Because a lot of their players, I mean, let, let's also not forget that they're not as deep as Portugal, so they're not able to rotate as much. They're well, also not as talented. They're just not as talented, right? And, and they and tried to, to, you know, four games to and go pound for pound with them. You can't, you know. Yeah, four games in what twelve days, eleven days. That you know, that's going to wear on on that team's legs a lot more than Portugal's. Yeah, but um, you know, credit to Portugal, they handled business and they they did as they were supposed to. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, we'll see if they can do that again. I don't think they will, but. We'll we'll see. Hopefully, no other teams oh, as man. naive to 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 leave that much space. You know, I mean, I credit the bravery though. I mean, I prefer that, but it, it made for an entertaining game. I'll tell you what, that's for sure. Oh, uh, really? Well, seven goals, yeah. Compared to zero. Well, it's. I mean, it's more goals. Yeah, yeah, but for sure. I I don't know. I don't think a beat down like that is entertaining. Well, for me, at a certain point, I start feeling it's not competitive, but it's a spectacle. It's better than like watching somebody just crash their skull into a wall. That's (laughs) insanity. You know what I mean? It's like shoot, and that's what I mean when you're just trying to get shots, but there's ten men in the box. I I don't like to watch that. That's boring. 
But, you know, that's why I say it was a fun match for that perspective. Both teams went at it. Um, was there more? Was there one more or was that it? Yeah, I believe, um, I think that was the last one. Oh, yeah, that was the last one. Um, I guess one last thing while we're on this topic of Portugal. Uh, a rumor that Ronaldo's going to uh, play in uh, uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's not confirmed. Um, the offer, the offer is confirmed. The acceptance is not. And sources close to Ronaldo, I hear, would be open to taking less money to play at a more, I guess, desirable league, desirable location, higher, lo- higher level football. <laughs> well, that that too, but I mean, I don't think there's. He's better than the Saudi league, but he's not that much better anymore. Like you know. <laughs> I don't think he can serve a purpose in in a European side for like a title contending side, Europa League maybe you know, uh, but like a Champions League level team, it, it'll be very difficult. I, that's why I believe he should come to MLS, but I don't know if he's gonna even get remotely what he's looking for money wise, despite him bringing up his advertising money and and he says that does that's where he gets a bulk of his money. Mm-hmm. Football is just meager to him. I don't, I don't fully believe that, but, you know, he's going to want to go where they pay him at least somewhat well, you know? Yeah. Uh, but that money is enticing. 200 a season. I mean, but I would take Saudi it if Arabia, I him. Bro. Yeah, I mean, it's it looks like a dope place to live. Um, like, as if you like, like, luxury stuff the way he does, I mean, I, I could see him liking it, but... I think most people like luxury stuff. Well, I mean, not, uh, not messy. <laughs> not Rodri, you know? He's he's more <laughs> prone to that you know vanity lifestyle. So, uh, but New York is like that. Miami's like that. So I would like to see that instead. But, LA's like that. Ah, uh, that's too far from home for him. I think though, <laughs> it'll have to be an East Coast location. Ah, man, you're right. Orlando, maybe Nani played there. That would that would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll monitor that. I'm really curious. I don't think he does himself too many favors. Uh, with what he's done uh, recently, you know, with the interview and, and all that, it's like oh, and then he's a ticking time bomb. You there, know, there was the issue with the uh, way he handled being subbed off. Um, yeah, in, in the last game of the group stage, so uh, they say that's why he uh, he was benched. I honestly think his legs are tired. So so <laughs> the a, game was, it barely does any running. I don't know. He he's just not he's just not that good anymore. I believe, man. You don't think he's that good or that willing? I don't think he's that good. But I don't think talent just goes away like that. But what's talent with no legs when you're a forward? You know, when you put on the owl, you immediately get a spark. There was one run yesterday where I noticed that um, it was it was kind of an errant pass, but it was in his vicinity, and I think like someone maybe. A couple years younger gets to it, and he he just kind of let it go. He yeah, get it. maybe his like short accelerations there, but like that long sprint just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's, but I, but again, I don't know if that just goes away in one day. He's been relatively healthy, so I I I, I struggle to think that. But I don't. But we also don't have anything to go off of that. He still really does have that. It's yeah. weird. It's really weird. Well, there's there's not many better uh, for his country, so that's that's where it becomes like more more. That's like yeah, it's almost blasphemous too for them to not now, include him. If they had guys like Harry Kane and you know some of the players that England has, I don't think. I mean, and I mean final third, like front three, which mm-hmm. Ronaldo right now is a nine. You know, guys like Harry Kane, Benzema, 
you know, are just better. And that and that's what you'd want him for a target man. Well, but, those guys don't really depend their um, their their football on their athleticism. Well, yeah, but they, you know, they both what they have as a common denominator is their goal scorers. Because I'm not going to expect Ronaldo to be a playmaker. He's always been bad at that. I mean, he can cross the ball sometimes. You know, I'll give him that. But he's not. He that's just not his game. He's meant to get on the end of balls, and that and that's where I see the similarity with Kane. Uh, you know, getting on the end of balls, but Kane's passing ability. You know, Kane's a playmaker, and in Benzema as well. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe not as much, but you know, still very close. No, I think very much so. Yeah, and 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 Ronaldo doesn't at least show that kind of characteristic. It's very mm-hmm. difficult for me to to no, get. I think a that's pass. the perfect way to put it. Is he's not a playmaker, and, and that's then, not to say yeah. that he can't dribble. That's not to say that he can't create a goal, but that's just not his typical forte. Yeah, yeah. He's not doing that nine times out of ten. You know, I think that's it's kind of like Kobe. You know, Kobe, um, most of his career when he played, uh, especially the early years, I mean, he had that reputation for being selfish, but it didn't really matter because you're scoring this crazy amount of points, and it's kind of like Ronaldo. Now, what Kobe did in the later ends of his career, he's like, all right, I got to pass, pass the ball more. And especially once Gasol came, like, his numbers shot up with assists. And Ronaldo never, that I don't feel like that ever clicked for him. And I know it's different sports, but it's just like no, I know maybe sometimes, yeah. like the goal isn't always going to be for you, my G. Like play off of somebody, play with somebody, but you know that he he wants to be on the end of it all. I think I think the the only way he he adjusted his game was was adjusting his movement and his like propensity for dribbling and trying to get onto like like foot races. Well, versus yeah. actually changing his play style, well, which he er, did. Early Ronaldo was so different, man, because, you know, obviously, like, you know that on the wing with space, he he can give you so many chops, so many feints, and he will lose you, and he will shoot from outside the box, and he will be clinical, and you don't get that same sensation today. So the only other style you expect him to play is kind of like a target man role, mm-hmm. and even that's not appearing to be working for them. Um, but for me, I think he should be a super sub. But I don't think his ego will allow him to. So, and then the manager maybe doesn't voice that correctly to him as well. And it's it's a hard thing to tell a man, you know, like him. Um, well, that's a country club legend. Like that's a legend of the game. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah, good luck you know, finding someone that's that's really. And by the way, if Diogo Jota's healthy, I mean, I don't know how much time he'd see because that that guy is very Are they talented. Able to call him? Well, no. I, well, I, he's been injured. I, I don't know if he's uh, healthy to play. He was supposed to play, but he he got injured. Yeah, yeah. So they brought in. Uh, well, I think this guy that that scored Ramos. the hat trick. Yeah. So, uh, Gon- <laughs> good old Gonzo. Um, you know, we didn't touch on on the cele- Well, I didn't mention it, but when Brazil celebrated with dances, Alexi Lalas was quick to defend them. I want to say. So I want to put that on record because I feel like he gets a reputation for being kind of a you know. A grouch and stuff like that. He defended them. Um, and so, look, you're yeah. in the World Cup. You're yeah. happy to celebrate. Yeah, basically. He doesn't get too much credit for me, man. You, yeah, you uh, give him all you want, man. I yeah, he's Ber- Berhalter in, by the way. I don't, is he? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, let's talk about um, quarterfinal games, man. Unless you had anything else to voice about these uh, round of 16 games. Nah, nah, not really, man. All right, let's move on. All right, so the quarterfinals are set. We got Croatia versus Brazil. Penta Compao. Uh, fuck. Bra- 
Brazil? Um, yeah, I think it has to be, man. I think <laughs> it's very difficult to go against them. Uh, they're just a better team. Better, deeper. Uh, Stronger. Uh, yeah. More skilled. More history. Yeah, it's just, it's a landslide, man. But I could have said the same thing about Spain over Morocco. So maybe this is an upset. <laughs> I don't think so, though. I think Brazil are too good. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be easy. I'll give them a 1-0 win. It, it'll it'll be, yeah, hard fought. 1-0, 2-1, something, something like that. Yeah. And then people are going to all of a sudden start questioning Brazil. Because that's what happened, right? They were good, and then they weren't because they lost to Cameroon. And now they, they beat the shit out of Korea. Like, everyone's on their nuts again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, so, it, it's um, an up-and-down train for sure. I mean, up-and-down roller coaster, but... <sighs> You know, the, the same thing happened with Portugal, too. They they didn't look all that great, and they get six goals in, and now it's like, oh, no, shit. Yeah, no, now they're the cat's pajamas. And, yeah, and I don't and I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, you know? I think it's it's a little overstated sometimes, but... It's fickle, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I don't think I learned anything from Portugal. Nah. I mean, I guess what, what I did learn was really that, that guy, Gonzalo Ramos, he's reliable so far. Um, you know, I know it's just... You know, was it? Uh, He's able to do his job, is what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but his so far in a small sample size, he's clinical. You know, the, the, all the dude needed was three, four chances, and he got his hattie. So mm-hmm. that's impressive. But you know, we still have to see it again, um, and that's a separate occasion. But yeah, Brazil should win one nil. I think the following match is going to be much more appetizing. It's a lot more competitive. Uh, yeah, Netherlands against Argentina, two historic teams. Yeah, um, two teams with a lot of football pedigree and talented players on on each end. A team of individuals too. Um, whereas maybe there's a lot of holes in there on both sides, and I think whoever can capitalize on their weaknesses is going to win the game. Um, I think for me, this game ever so slightly edges uh, towards Argentina. In terms of attacking ability. No. Uh, wait, what happened? <laughs> no, I think... I oh, think, you think it's the uh, Netherlands? Yeah, I, I think thought, it's so, Netherlands. I thought the, the computer messed up. I was like... No, no, no. It's no. not recording. I'm like, no. Nah, uh, Argentina ever so slightly, uh, just on, you know, ability in the final third. Netherlands, their best game has really been against the U.S. And I don't know how to measure that, you know? Like, because in the group stage, they, they were getting by with results that they really shouldn't have get, gotten by. Like, the Ecuador game. The Ecuador game was the the, the main one for me, but... Uh, it, they played Senegal as well, right? No, they played... Uh, shit. I guess I can look back real quick. Yeah. Um, they, they played... Oh, yeah, they did play Senegal. Senegal and, and Qatar. Yeah, I mean, Qatar, obviously, they should beat. But, like, I thought the Senegal game... And the Ecuador game was were actually much closer than than advertised, but you know I think this is a very even game, and you can go either side, and and you couldn't be you know too outlandish. I think. Yeah, um, I was really impressed by by uh, Netherlands against US, and I guess that speaks again to like the whole oh you get one good result then you know yeah yeah then then all of a sudden you're great. There's so, not many teams that have been dominant on stretches yet. Like, every team has lost once. Yeah, no one's been unbeaten. That's, so that's it's, true. like, very difficult to say. And this game, ever, even more so because they're pretty even. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll still give it to uh, to to the Netherlands, but it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be probably the best game of the round. And um, yeah, I'll take another three two. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, fuck it, three two. Why not? Yeah, that that'd be so funny if that was the case. But I think both teams are going to be scared to lose. And I, I'll go with a one nil for Argentina. Controversial. <laughs> um, maybe you know, um, but it's not going to be a. I don't think it's going to be a fun game personally. I just like the fact that they're both competitive, but we'll see. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, they're very similar levels. They're very similarly ranked. You know, like great players on both sides. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Morocco versus Portugal on uh, Saturday, December 10. Oh my God, this game! Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, Portugal, 3-0. <laughs> um, I'll take Morocco on penalties. Again? Yeah? Are yeah. you taking the piss? No, no. I think if they play how they played against Spain, I, I really don't see Portugal scoring. I don't really see Portugal, you know, just... Have, do you remember the episode of The Simpsons where, um, you know, the the Spanish-speaking announcer is making a big deal of what's going on and it's really just three players in the back passing to each other? Yeah. Portugal won't play like that. No, I know, but just because they don't play like that doesn't mean they'll still be able to break the final block down. And even if you get into the final block, what can you do, you know, when there's that many players in the box? Uh, Unless Morocco spectacularly played different than they did against Spain, I don't think this is going to be a big goal fest. That's why I have it going as a draw till the final minute. If they're able to execute their game plan well, I think they they will get that, but... We'll see, man. I think um, with those game plans, man, uh, you know, facing a team like Spain as well, yeah, you do you do need one discipline, two a certain level of talent, um, which I think also Spain foregone just to have a certain player. Uh, well, they don't and have one many, that's not able to adjust. They don't have many great options outside of what they pick, though. I mean, you can't really say anybody would have made a, much of a difference in that system. Um, I, I just think that. Like the same way Portugal struggled against certain teams in their group stage to score, this is what I'm ready to see in this game. And whether or not that happens, we'll see. But I just I don't think Morocco is the type of team to risk much. They like I say they they prefer that dogfight. They prefer to take it to the to the later rounds. I'll agree though. Portugal's more talented. They have more depth. That that was also true for Spain. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if they can show me something different, but. Obviously, Portugal are favorites. I'm just, I'm just saying this game. I think will go to the penalties. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Portugal winning by by a decent margin. Um, following that is probably the game of the of the week. Uh, England versus France. And fuck, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a really good one. Like that's what these uh, games are for, man. Is to see these huge teams in, in like a great moment going against each other, and uh, you know, when it goes to the semifinals, I guess I'll I'll take France on that. Yeah, um, I think I'll I'll take France as well. Um, I just think they're they're slightly better managed, and I think that's the difference. Um, Talent wise. Uh, I think they're not too far apart, um, and you, you know, might even be able to say England might be better. Uh, yeah, I mean they haven't they haven't disappointed in some games. Some games they have. 
I I personally I think it's gonna go two two and somebody's gonna win on penalties and in that case I give it to France. This one's very hard to split for me, so it's gonna go penalties, but like two two for me. Two two regu- you know, regular score and then penalties France. It, you know, it's probably not gonna be like a very entertaining match. Uh just both teams are gonna be very cautious, very respectful of each other. Um But I think they both have enough pride to attack though. Um, oh, yeah, no, I mean, whereas, well, they both have the ability to attack. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I don't know, I just think that that maybe France is going to edge it. And they just, they have probably equal amount of talent, but the spots where, where you know, the bigger talents are is like in, is in um, Dembele and Mbappe. That's probably going to be the difference in some moments. Yeah, but I'd argue that at the nine position, you know, England blows them out of the water. Um, with King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that wouldn't be true with Benzema, and it's much more even. But, um, you know, this is a banged-up France squad, so I'm not super confident in them. But them being banged up is what makes up for England's ineptitude with management. And I just, like, I think it's a crapshoot at that point. It could but go either way. But you still have, like, um, Griezmann making trailing runs. Rabiot was been playing out of the skin like for like he's been yeah. playing much higher than his own like level yeah, yeah. so so it's like <laughs> you have that guy coming in he's, he's like got this like McKenny type like allure to him right now for France and Giroud always does something weird yeah yeah so I don't know I, I'll take uh, yeah I'll take France on that just ever so slightly We'll see. Yeah. But, but but both could like either one could win. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's uh, sometimes it's a penalty, sometimes it's a you know it's a free kick, sometimes it's just capitalizing on the first opportunities you get. Yep. And yep. that'll decide a game sometimes as well. By the way, who who's whoever scores first has the ability to dictate a game. It's harder to come from the back than it is you know yeah, once course. you're ahead. But of course, it, it's gonna be very fun. Um, don't know where I think I'm gonna watch that one at uh, Springbok. I guess. Ah, you know, a uh, Springbok. Yeah, yeah, Springbok. We'll see. Because um, Fox and Hounds, man, it gets too packed. You know, it's uh, it's, it was, it was it's kind been of a uncomfortable. Little less less than desirable. And at then times. It, it was it, it it was a little unbearable at times to just yeah yeah <laughs> just with the fans. But it's cool to be in an atmosphere too. Like it's cool to have an atmosphere around you. Yeah, no, yeah, you get fan reaction, you hear banter, you hear, you know, analysts, armchair analysts, and, <laughs> and it's always fun. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, another thing that I've been seeing, this is like apart from the World Cup kind of culminating this whole thing, but there's there's been some interesting transfer rumors kind of coming out different areas. So maybe we don't have to get into it today, but in the coming episodes, once, you know, this tournament's wrapping up, we'll go over a few of them. Mm-hmm. There's been some pretty interesting ones so far, but... Uh, yeah, man. Well, then, like, you also have to remember that there's a, a certain uh, injuries that, that that have occurred to, like some some even like like Gabriel Jesus got hurt in training. Yeah, three months out, he mm-hmm. has to get surgery. You know that that doesn't just get him out of the tournament. That's going to affect him with Arsenal moving forward in a very crucial part of the of the season coming up. Yeah, man. I mean, tough luck. You know, I I feel like. If we don't show that kind of sympathy for, like, Chelsea or for other clubs, like, 
mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like it's we got to be equal, and, and every team's dealing with injuries. So, uh, and every national team is dealing with injuries. So, I mean, you know, Benzema. I don't know how long he's out, but that might affect Real Madrid as well. Yeah. It's part of the game. I, I I mean, I'm glad I haven't heard people chirping up about that, saying, "Oh, it's because it's in the winter, because it's midseason." I don't believe that. In fact. I'm surprised at how little uh, players have gotten injured. It's it's only a handful so far. Um, but, yeah, it, you hate to see it, though. But I'm sure he'll come good once he's ready. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, yeah, Martinelli we'll, did uh, it. We'll start getting um, rumors ready and all that shit next time. Because you're right. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard a few. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. I guess... Uh, yeah, the yeah. quarterfinals are set, and uh, we'll see who makes it to the uh, to the semis, and then we'll uh, we'll have more more to report then. Yeah, go Argentina, go England, Fuckin yeah, go Morocco. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I guess Brazil. Yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. Let's go. That's my final four. All right, Morocco's this year's Croatia. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Maybe better. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, two guys, two mics, two pints, 116, and we're out. See ya.